Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to 100% Hits Volume Pod, the podcast that looks at the greatest compilation series this country's ever produced. My name is Josh Earl. And please welcome very special guest. It's Geraldine Hickey. Yay. Yay. Hello, everybody. How you Hello, doing, mate? listeners. Very well, thank you. Thanks for ha- doing this. Have you had any um, um, feedback, uh, complaints that um, Smash Hits is actually the greatest? No, I had, I had a few saying So Fresh and Hit Machine. No, oh, no yeah. Smash Hits, though. Oh, I was a. I think I had a couple of smash hits. It's funny. People do do draw a line in the sand with their compilations. They're like, no, I, this was the one. I was hit machine all the way. I didn't go to 100% hits. Yeah. I'm okay with that. I'm okay yeah. with 100% hits being called the greatest. So, <laughs> I See, they, these were the big ones in my, in my town. If you had that, it was like, oh, cool. You've got the latest one. Yeah. So, were you into music as a kid? Yeah, 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 for yeah. sure. It's um, Especially these... Oh, I guess so. Yeah, we got it. We didn't get a CD player until quite late. Yep. Um, we had like the old um, record, the big one. Yep. Um, but it was like broken. So yeah. But anyway, I remember that the, when we first got a, a CD player, it was Dad had been out for the day, um, and he'd been at the races, <laughs> and he'd won. Right. So, and to make up for, you know, I think he'd said he'd been, he'll be out for a couple of hours or something and he was gone all day. And to make up for it, instead of coming straight home, he went to Big W and and got the latest stereo with CD player. And then he went, oh, I better get a couple of CDs um, for the missus, you know. And and he bought uh, John Denver and Neil Diamond. So right. for a very long period of time, that's all we had to listen to. Yep. And then and then I think I had like a, a smash hits. Yeah. And so that's and, and then and then my sister bought Prince, Diamonds and Pearls. Nice. So what are we talking about? We're talking about like ninety two, is that around then? Yeah, or, yeah. It would have been very early nineties. Yeah. yeah. We had the same thing. We had we got it for our for a Christmas one year, but we were mm. very late and my older brother had told his girlfriend two years before that he had a CD player to be cool. And so oh. for one year she bought him a single of uh, Arrested Development's People Every Day. Yes. We had two years of just looking at it and not being able to play it. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was the first album I bought was, was really? um, Arrested Development. Yeah, well, I bought well, it. Well, they're coming up on the show a bit later in the uh, series. Ooh. So I'll hold off on my story until we get there. But you go yours. Oh yeah, I can tell mine. I um, my sister had a brushes voucher, and um, she just never used it. So I took it and went and bought <laughs> Arrested Development. <laughs> it's a great album. It I is a good it. album. Good mm. album. All right, we're talking though today. We're talking Volume Five. So the year is nineteen ninety two. The back end of ninety two. Mm-hmm. Uh, how how old are you at this point, Jez? You'd be like thirteen, fourteen. Yeah. Yeah. So- Oh yeah, ninety two. I turned thirteen. Great. So massive, massive for kind of you finding your own style of music. Yeah, this is yeah. the year that um, I got the the cast single for my birthday for um, Chris Cross Jump. Wow, we're going to talk about that in a minute because that kept a song on on this list off the charts, off the number one spot. Ah, yeah. Which I, I would say, uh, looking back with our revisionist uh, history lenses, I reckon the song I'm going to play is better than Jump by Chris Cross. Ooh. Yeah. All right. We'll kick into it. We're okay, starting off. We're starting off with, he's been on the show before. It is the man who wrote the theme song to Howard Stern's Fart Man. We're talking Richard Marks and his huge hit, 
Hazard. Here we go. It's an ominous start. Yeah. My dog loves it. Yeah. <laughs> That's a minute of that song. Okay, we'll, oh, we'll play a little bit more so we get to the little, like, yeah, here we go. So Richard Marks, Hazard. So that's the song Hazard. So for mm-hmm. those who want to know the story of the song, it tell, it's, it's almost like a Of Mice and Men story where... Uh, Boy is in a town in Nebraska called Hazard. He, uh, the people of Hazard think he's not right, and then mm-hmm. he gets accused of a murder of his the only friend, a girl called Mary, down by the river. It's kind yeah. of like an adult contemporary "Where the Wild Roses Grow" by Nick Cave and Kylie Minogue. It's yes. very similar. But but in in Hazard, it's um, we don't know. Did he do it? Exactly. Yeah. It's it's very open ended. And yeah. in the film clip, they kind of talk. Like they show more of that in the song. It doesn't. It's not as kind of open ended because it's from his perspective. But in the film clip, there's a scene where he confesses. They show a bloody rag in the like. A, oh you know, gosh, I remember scene. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I so, reckon he did it. He yeah. definitely did it. <laughs> yeah. Well, Richard Marks. Uh, this is so weird. So he had this. He had the line. This is the line he had first. It was like. This old Nebraska town. He just wanted a song that had this old Nebraska town. He, he thought that sounds good in a song. And this is, yep. he wrote this in the early 90s. And so this is what he had to do. He didn't know many Nebraskan towns, but he wanted it to be two syllables. So it fit the rhyme of his song. Right. Didn't have Google. Couldn't just Google, all right, Nebraskan towns. Let's look it up. So he had to write to the Nebraska Chamber of Commerce what is Asking he for getting it? a map, an atlas? <laughs> Those atlases. Have a look. Get a phone book. But he uh, wrote to them, the Chamber of Commerce in Nebraska, asking for a list of Nebraskan towns with two syllables. So they wrote back, here you go. Here's all the Nebraskan towns with two syllables. He saw Hazard went, oh, that's great. That's a great metaphor. That's, oh, uh, yeah, Hazard's great. Wow. That's... um. That's why artists, you know, people think that artists don't do much, like in terms of doing work, but that's that's a day's work. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like that's, that's, that's an post office, office job. Getting, yeah. the, getting the stamps, going there, waiting until it's back. Just like you would think you might know someone from Nebraska or go, hey, has anyone been in Nebraska? Like, Yeah, I would just, yeah. It, if it was early 90s, I would have popped down to the library <laughs> Got at the atlas and looked up Nebraska and then had a look at Rand. Oh, Hazard, that's perfect. That's what I would have done. Things these songwriters did before rhyming dictionaries as well. Oh, yeah. So much. Uh, what, do, what do you think? Do you, th- do you like Hazard? Do you like No, I love song? that song. Yeah, I that's like it great. too. Yeah. So much feeling to it. Yeah. There's a bit of pan pipe action as well. All right, moving on. Okay. Now, this is... An Australian band. They're called the Teen Queens. And this is their cover of I Can't Help Myself, Sugar Pie, Honey Bunch. Yeah. 
Can I um is, is this the one that you hate? Oh yeah, it's awful. This is the worst song I reckon we've had on the entire compilation. Oh. Compilation five. This song is probably yeah. worse than the other one they had. But yeah, it's bad. It's, it's bad. Why is it bad? It's it. The, first of all, doing a cover of that song, it seems so. Well, yeah. Well, the the definitive version of that song is already a cover. So that song's originally by the Four Tops, but the Supremes do what I think is the definitive version of that. Yeah. But that the Supremes also. So the Four Tops, uh, they performed it first. Their backing band was a band called the Funk Brothers, and so when the Supremes did their version, they also used the Funk Brothers. So uh-huh. it's the same band. But it doesn't sound like karaoke when the Supremes do it. But this sounds like. You're oh. at the office Christmas party. The popular women at the, in, the, in the company have gone, hey, let's yes. sing a song. And their ones can really sing a bit and the other two are kind of backing up. But it's, yeah. it's so bad. What's, do, what's the film clip like? Oh, well, it is a lot of uh, leather. It's almost like it's a West Side Story kind of. It's that kind of we're in an alleyway with a, like a chain link fence. Uh, there's men with jeans and leather vests doing high kicks. <laughs> and then the group are kind of singing and uh, there's a, ba- a barrel with fire in, in the background. Some of it's black and white, oh. some goes into colour. So, it's, And what, this is an Australian... They're Australian. Yeah. So it's Roxanne Clark, Kelly Crawford, who listeners will know she went on to be in High Five, and Lisa Witt. Or Liza Wit. It's Liza right. with a Z, but I don't know if it's that. She's just going. I'll be cool, and I'll spell it Liza, or if it's actually Lisa. And yeah, I don't yeah. Know. It does have that. It would have been on Play School. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like it has that. This is a kids. This is for the um, preschoolers. Well, it's so funny when they just pick like Motown songs. Their whole album's pretty much Motown songs. Right. And their Motown songs are so good. Yeah. The fact that they've actually made them sound bad is yeah, almost it, an achievement in itself. It sounds like the, yeah, it's like Motown for kids. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a children's album. Because I always, I'm always weirded out by human nature, mm. do Motown songs. They've been at Vegas for 10 years now doing a Motown show. Yeah. Smokey Robinson signed off on it, said, yeah, these guys are the real deal. This is the legitimate Motown show, which I always find so weird going... Four white dudes from Australia, Australia. are the definitive white uh, Motown show, according to Smokey Robinson. You know how there's one, well, actually no one ever remembers any of the names from the individual names from human nature. Yeah. Um, but you know how sometimes if someone leaves their phone lying around, I'll pick it up and take yeah. about 50 selfies and then put it back down again and then just wait to see if they notice. Sometimes it takes a couple of days. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I get busted doing it at the time. Um, and so I did it to Rusty from um, the Scared with Little Guys Rusty. Yep. I was doing it on his phone. It was the first time I'd met him as well. I was doing it on his phone. And he saw me doing it and was just like, oh, I've got that same phone cover. <laughs> Because he didn't realise it was <laughs> he's fine. Anyway, there was I did um, uh, Hughesy. We have a problem, and I was on the episode after Human Nature were on, and their problem was nobody remembers our names, and I still don't remember their names. No, but um, of course, while they were on set, I was still in the green room, and one of them had left their phones behind. And did I take 50 selfies on one of human nature's phones? <laughs> yes, I did. And I I don't know <laughs> what yeah. they thought of it. Never heard anything more about it. So that whole, end. That whole name thing, I think if the band is very good, mm. you know all the members' names. That's a sign of a great band. If you don't yeah. know all the members' names, it's like, okay, the band hasn't got to that next echelon. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately for me, I know all the names of Red Hot Chili Peppers. Even though I don't like them, oh yeah, they're they're up there. They're but they had know. they all had um you know identities. Yes, you know? exactly. Yeah. Uh, so Kelly Crawford uh, went on to high five, but this is a fact I found out. She was actually cast as Tracy Russell in the final season of Hey Dad, but for <gasps> some reason was replaced by Belinda Emmett. 
So this is the post-Robert Hughes era. So this is when he left to go to Saudi Arabia and uh, someone else came in. I think it was his friend to look after the kids that were remaining. And only, only Betty was the only remaining original cast member. Betty was the greatest. She was cast the best member. character, yeah. Yeah. But that, that show ran for like uh, eight seasons. Wow. Oh, what a shame that I, we can't talk more about no. that. <laughs> All right, moving on. Here we go. We, we've, we talked about their big hit in uh, a previous episode. This is Mr. Big, and this is the follow up to, to Be With You. This is their song, Just Take My Heart, and I'm going to play it. So this first bit sounds like you walked into a music store and someone's testing out the mark. Oh, yeah. So we'll go <laughs> forward a bit. Here we go. Here's the start of it. Later on, you'd be going, is there a key change? You bet your bloody bottom dollar there's a key change. Let's listen to the key change. Oh, bit of guitar to work. Ten years ago, Jez, mm. if you played me this song, I'd be like, that sucks. That's so bad. I yeah. think I've matured as a person. I'm like going, this is ridiculously funny. It is so funny and so fun that I, I just like it. What? Because uh, this is, didn't he, um, this is about a breakup, obviously. Yeah, so it's uh, the lead singer, Eric Martin. It's about, he wrote this apparently uh, reminiscing about the last night that he and his wife were in bed together, his ex-wife. And she told him she was leaving him for another man. And so they were, he said, we were just lying in bed, completely silent. And uh, I came out with the just take my heart line there. And then the next day went out and wrote, like started writing this song. <laughs> I'm just, just imagining this hard rocker lying in bed yeah. and just cracking the shits and going, oh, just take my heart. Gone. <laughs> also... I'd probably go sleep on the couch or make her go sleep on the couch. Yeah. Like imagine that line in bed going, I'm going to, I'm leaving you. All right, yeah. get out. <laughs> but this is my side of the bed. Yeah. So I'm, <laughs> I'm going to stay here and you can oh, go. Oh, how would you sleep? Uh, well, I, I've had that experience. Like I had a girlfriend kind of like, I was moving to Melbourne. She was staying in Tassie mm. and she kind of said, I'm sick of this shit and rolled over. Like, and because her last boyfriend also left to go follow his dream of being a musician and I kind of didn't I didn't move from the bed I went all right can I still get a lift to the airport in the morning as she rolled over did she say just take my heart (laughs) no she didn't (laughs) although when I got to the airport I had too much stuff I couldn't take it on the plane so I had to I gave uh, a suitcase to her and she just put it under a house and it rained and when I went to get it back it was all moldy all the clothes were (laughs) moldy oh well and I thought that's a good metaphor. That's, <laughs> that's it. Um, so I, yeah, I, I like this song. I think it's really dumb. I don't know if I, because I've been watching Stranger Things, so I'm going in a kind of like, uh, I'm, I'm liking all these kind of 80s influence. Even though this was 92, it's yeah. still like, these, these guys were a little bit too late. They should, if they were like five years earlier, they could have had a longer career. Even though, you know, they've had a massive career. They're still kind yeah. of doing gigs. Uh, but also Ooh. the rest of the album, 
so this was the follow up to uh, to be with you. The rest of the album sounds nothing like it. There's a song on it, the opener of the song of the album is called Daddy, Brother, Lover, Little Boy, the electric drill song, in which uh, members Paul Gilbert and Billy Sheen play solos by holding drills to their instruments. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Do you reckon, like, this... Obviously, this one wasn't as big of a hit as no. the other one, but do you reckon they felt like they had to write another ballad? I reckon they did because also, unlike other bands who had that big one ballad and they're like, oh, we don't really like that song, that's not us, these guys really embraced To Be With You. They loved it. And uh. They actually pushed for the label to put it out as a sin- single and the label kind of didn't. So I think they were into kind of this kind of stuff. And Eric Martin, he's got a good voice for this kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all, fun to have that, like, guitar. Yeah. What a great song to do an air guitar thing to. Yeah. And the drums, playing air drums. That's a good air drum song as well, especially yeah. when it kicks into the chorus. Yeah. It's very good. <laughs> all right. Moving on to another another band who have been on before. But I think, look, Compilation 5, a lot of, hey, you can have our big hit if you take a minor hit off the back this of This is I what think- I thought. Yeah, I think we're getting a lot of minor hits here. So this is Voice of the Beehive and their song, Perfect Place. It's such a weird, boring song. We are all together alone And these are just wishes And I am just dreaming If I ever grow up I will take care of the old and all the babies that have no one you might think i give myself too much credit but i am just dreaming cause not much is sacred there's not really much to do here anymore i don't feel like you said i walk the earth my darling but i get the idea what does this song mean <laughs> it's it is look it's someone going through i i want to protect i want a perfect world i want to protect it there's a very weird line later on which is like assure all of the husbands who are guilty and the wives who feel useless i will nurse all of the black and blue babies with their unhappy parents who had unhappy parents yeah but <laughs> All the boys who feel awkward and the girls who feel clumsy. That wasn't you, Jez? You didn't feel like, oh, this is speaking for me. This is, I'm, I'm a clumsy girl. Nah. <laughs> I, yeah, I, look, I've listened to this song a bunch of times. When I first listened to this compilation uh, for the research, I thought this was the most boring song. Mm. It's kind of grown on me a little bit, though. I don't, I don't mind it too much. It kind of fits in with the whole of this era, your frentes. Yes, it it's it's I I prefer it better than the last song we played of theirs, which was really that kind of like, hey, we're gonna try and cash in on that kind of sixties delight grooves in the heart kind of uh, angle they were going for. Mm. This one seems more like a pop song of the time kind of thing. It does because this there's um I remember the the film clip, and it was this weird <laughs> like. Um, like hot guy holding a baby. Yep. Weird. He's the. He's the. What are they doing for the dads? What kind of dads were they trying to help? The useless dads? Oh no. Guilty husbands. Oh yes. Yeah, yeah. They've been and in the, the races the all day. The babies They've come black. back with no CD player. <laughs> the babies are black and blue yeah. because the because the husbands of. Oh no, that one's the parents. So it's the oh, um, right. parents who had a, unhappy parents who had a, unhappy parents. So it's it's talking about you know it's a generational thing. Like it's yeah. it, it passes down generation to generation. So it's a little bit deeper it than does. just that thing of going oh yeah you you got a mm. drunk drunk for a parent. Um, so their name voice of the beehive. I, mm. I don't mind this. They they said they got it from an old Betty Davis film. Every time someone asks, oh where's the name come from? I said oh it's an old Betty Davis film. There's no 
film called Voice of the Beehive. They just lied and said, yeah, it's an old Betty Davis film. And this is like back in the day, we've talked about it with Richard Marks, you can't just Google it and go, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, good on them. That's, that's terrific. That yeah. gives them a, a boost up from their boring song. <laughs> Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Uh, all right, now we're moving on. Probably my favourite song in the entire list that we're about to play. This is En Vogue, My Lovin', mm. You're Never Gonna Get It. And I'm going to play it because there's a bit in it which I love. Hey, do you reckon you're going to get it? <laughs> Never gonna get it. That's so great. My you know, loving. Um, imagine if, like, instead of just having a compilation, like it's just a CD, but it's an actual lineup show, and you have um, <laughs> on Vogue, and they ha- they're you know obviously they would probably be the headline act. Yeah. So they have to sit and watch everybody else, and they watch. That piece of shit from earlier. <laughs> the Teen Queens. The Teen the Queens. Yeah. And watch them and just kind of look at each other and go, what? What's happening? Why are we on the same lineup as these people? And then they come, like, Teen Queens come off and then, um, and then on, as they walk on stage, they walk past Teen, teen Queens and go, watch how it's Here done. Here we go, yeah. <laughs> So at this at this stage of the career, on Vogue was Cindy Heron, Maxine Jones, Terry Ellis, and Dawn Robinson. There's been a few uh, changes. People were uh, people most know them in this country. I would say from collaborating with Salt and Pepper on What a Man, or What a Man, or What a Man. They mm. were the uh, kind of the uh, background singers on that one. But I know them mostly from one of my favourite TV shows as a kid, Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Mr. Cooper. Oh they sang the theme song with Mr. Cooper and the other actress who was in that show. They were on the, yeah. How did that go again? You'd remember it. Let's just, oh, instead of me singing it. it, I will play it. Yeah. What's my theme music? Thanks, Mark Curry. So this song, so, uh, this song, over the years, so Pitchfork, the kind of like indie, indie blog that everyone loves or loved, uh, <laughs> had this as the 166 best song of the 1990s. 166. Yeah, they reckon there's only 165 better songs than this, and they said it uh, gave the sister act era its respect, as in like the yeah. original Franklin song. Yep. Slant magazine ranked it the 39 best song of the 90s. And yep. had it, Billboard named the song number six on their list of 100 greatest girl group songs of all time. Ooh. Yeah. 
Uh, I think the Supremes actually won that one. And the Village Voice listed as number 37 on their list of top singles of the 90s. So this was the song that didn't get to number one because of Chris Cross by Chris Cross. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they needed some sort of marketing tool to yeah. go with their song. But not only were they on the, they actually, not only did they not, did they sing the Mr. Cooper, they were all also on in the film clip, as in the theme. They were there singing with him. So they oh. actually got that, that kind of push of like, this is what we look like. This is who we are. We're singing. Yeah. Um, and that era of TV, incredible in terms of like, I cannot believe these shows were on in primetime. They're kids shows that were on at like, 7.30 at night. Yeah. Like, I, I cannot imagine... I mean, I do know they have kids shows. They have Lego Masters and Ninja Warrior on now, like family entertainment. But this is... Abso- I wouldn't say there would be an adult who would watch Mr. Cooper go, yeah, this is a good show. They didn't know any better. Of course, they, you know. <laughs> I don't yeah. Know. Yeah. Oh, anyway, good times. Good song. <laughs> good song. All right. Now, moving on. Back to Australia. This is a little band called Radio Freedom (laughs) and their song I Can Feel It. No, so that's just Louie Louie. That's just Louie Louie. Oh, hey. oh. That's all they've done there. But just made it sound like it's kind of like got a bit of a reggae yeah. influence. Yeah. If you were doing that thing where on Vogue were on stage and then these guys are in the wings, these guys are <laughs> shitting themselves. <laughs> these guys I do, going, I, oh, no. Do you know, I, I do love a, a, a good growl in a song. Yeah. Like the, uh, and um, obviously he's just done it, but, I mean, it's ten times better in the on Vogue song. Yeah. All right, we're going to go forward a bit because there's something that was big in Australian acts in uh, the early 90s, and that was a bit of white boy rapping. So here we go. About time for me to get through to you, pursue you, woo you, have you up until you elude you, make you think you're in another place and just smile back on your face. Cause I lace this jam with a Latino feel, wheel, deal with the sound that's real. So peel back the pack and taste that jack, cause the sound we got is where we at. It's Australia's Marky Mark. It's great. That's Radio Freedom, I can feel it. Um, yeah, what happened to them? Was there anything before or after? Or? Great story. So I've got this is it. so oh. the lead singer Paul Snashell, mm-hmm. he was known as Pell because he worked with a guy in a factory who uh, was from South America who called him Hey Pell Pell. So he's that just stuck. Oh. So he won a TV show called Star Search. Oh, okay, remember? it's like a talent show. Yeah, and in it you'd get a thousand dollars per appearance and then $2,000 for the semifinals, and then he made it all the way to the grand final and won. So with the winnings, he bought a Tascam kind of four-track recorder and recorded some stuff. Okay, in While he was doing that, he made friends with a backing dancer on the show, and the guy had a keyboard he could use, and he wrote that ding, 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 ding on, on that keyboard. So wow. he ha- kind of had that. So he had a meeting with Westside Records. Now, Westside Records are also responsible for the Teen Queens. They've come up a bit on the show. They were in cahoots with E Street, and they'd get a lot of their songs and artists on E Street, or E Street would record songs with Westside Records. But so the Bruce, TV show East. The TV show E Street. So your Bruce Samazans, your Tony Perrins, yes. all going through Westside Records. They had a meeting with, they loved him because they loved the look of him. At the time, he said he was into bands like uh, Soundgarden and he was also into hip-hop, but they didn't want that. So they said, go and write. We'll give you a week. Come back with a demo of what you're going to do. He was like, I don't want to do this. I'm too cool for this. He was like 22 at the time. His dad kind of pinned him down and said, you're a fuckhead if you don't do this. You don't get the opportunities like this. Go write a song. So that night before he he went in there and he wrote that and recorded it took it in they loved it okay uh they asked him to be on e street he said no nah, i don't want to do that that's selling out 
He <gasps> now has later said, yeah, I should have I should have went on E Street. But E Street, so they, E Street had the song, and before it was a single, they would play it as, as an instrumental under scenes. <gasps> so it was in every, like earworming into everyone's kind of brain. Oh, wow. And then they released it as the single, and he, good-looking guy, was so he was in all the Girlfriend magazines, Dolly magazines, all those smash hits, all that kind of stuff, like mm. shirt off. In the film clip, he's got his shirt off. Uh, then it peaked at number seven, and then... Uh, Oh, another thing is that the woman who does the backing vocal is a woman called Kathy Ogden. She's not in the film clip because the label didn't think that she was attracted en- attractive <gasps> enough. So they got like a model just to mime it, which happened a lot. We talked about Euphoria uh, two weeks ago. Same thing happened with them. Yeah. So Westside Records, even though they had this E Street kind of thing, they weren't making as much money as they wanted to and they kind of folded and they had a bit of issue. So in 93, uh, Radio Freedom... This is before their album was out. Uh, they were the support band for Elton John's Australian tour. And on the first night, uh, Radio Freedom went in there to uh, do their sound check and the sound guy's like, no, you're not using all these channels. You can use these two and that's it. You're not getting all the lights. They're for Elton. And so they went, all right, okay. And they had quite a complicated setup because they had a live band, but they also had sequences and mixes and all that kind of stuff. And so they did the best they could. After the set... He goes into his dressing room. He's like, going, oh, that was not as good as it could have been. But, you know, we did it. I got to play in front of all those people. There's a knock on the door. Elton John's there. <gasps> He's like, mate, loved it. Loved the show. I've just sacked 70% of the crew because <gasps> I heard that they were assholes to you. You're gonna use, I'm going to let you use everything I'm using. Like, have all the channels, all the lights. This is going to be great. I can't wait to watch you guys every night. Huge fan. Massive. Love it. So he does all the tours with Elton in around Australia. And then he gets, he's, finishes the tour. He's living with his parents still. He gets a phone call from Elton John saying, hey, I just want to say thanks so much for the tour. It's a shame you couldn't do uh, the world tour, um, but, you know, I understand you got stuff on, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, what? I don't have stuff on. And Elton's like, oh, the record label said that you couldn't do it because you've got, like, other stuff, other commitments. And... He goes, no, 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 I'll do it. And so it turned out that to order for him to do that, they had to put up $24,000, the record label, to Elton John to get him on the road and stuff like that. And the record label didn't want to spend that money. <gasps> and so this guy, pulls, he's saying, I would have raised that money. My dad would have mortgaged the house. We could have done that. We could have gone global. And with a song like uh, I Can Feel It, it could have been a global hit. And it just didn't. And so he, yeah, that was it. So they had another song after this called Prove, so it was two O's. Not as good. And then their third single was a cover. And uh, it was a, like a Bob Marley cover. Didn't do anything. Ooh. And that was it. They had like that one year. And also because the label had uh, stopped, like they delayed the album so much that when they went to promote it, all the magazines like Dolly and all that said, we've already kind of done our stories yeah. on it. We can't really do it anymore. Brilliant. And that was it. What is he? Is, is he still alive? Or is he he's still alive. Him? Yeah, he's still, he's. Um, I think he's. I don't know if he's a musician, but he's still. I, I look. I listened to him on a podcast talking about oh. this. It's it's pretty fascinating. Amazing. Oh, yeah. I hope he's moved out from his parents' place at least. Yeah. <laughs> Could you? But yeah, that's just hello. The, the, yeah. Oh yes, yeah, so I'll just put him on. Paul, it's Elton. <laughs> well, he said that he, Elton didn't. I think Elton used his real name. Oh. His name's like Reginald or something like that. I, I don't know what his real name is, but yeah. And his mum answers, oh, there's an English guy on the phone for you. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So That's anyway. a great story. Radio Freedom. Give him some love. All right. Here we go. Moving on. This is Tom Cochran. Yes. Life is a highway. Sometimes you turn your back to the wind There's a world outside the darkened door Where blues won't haunt you anymore With a brave eye free and love soul Come ride with me to the distant shore We won't hesitate Break down the garden gate There's not much time left today Life is a high- 
Good song. Huge song. I remember this song being a massive radio yeah. hit. Everyone played it all the time. I think my dad was a big fan of this song, driving around in the car. Yeah. I love this song too. Yeah. So Tom Cochran, this was his fir- from his first solo album. Um, he was in a band called Red Rider that were big in Canada. They are one of those bands that were kind of just big in their, their country. Mm. And they went from Red Rider to Tom Cochran and Red Rider. And then he released a solo album. This is the first solo album uh, called Mad Mad World. This was the first single from it. Massive hit. Inspired from when he was in West Africa. Uh, he was uh, over there on a fact-finding mission on behalf of World Vision. And he said it was I'll read it mind-bending and soul-sapping. I was mentally, physically, and spiritually exhausted, and I really needed something to bring me out of this funk. So he jotted down a few ideas and went into the recording studio. Now, at first, it wasn't called Life is a Highway. It was called Love is a Highway. That was all about love. So oh, that yeah. line, Love is a Highway and I want to ride it all night long, makes a bit more yeah. sense. Um, yeah, so he's the most positive song he's ever written um, coming out of a very heavy experience. I um, had a friend who had a friend who got a lap dance to that song. (laughs) (laughs) And I just find that visual very funny. (laughs) (laughs) Especially after knowing what it was written about. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) even better. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, I think he he has his big fans. People are, like, saying – I was looking into the the Tom Cochran world on, on the web and people saying, oh, the album after this was his more personal album. This is kind of like the big pop hits, but the true fans are into the album after this one. But Oh, right. Yeah, I don't know. If you like this, go and listen to the other one. And then the album after that was more of a unplugged version of his uh, stuff. But Yeah. yeah. Do you reckon um, the band, because he didn't do it, it's not him doing it for the Cars movie, No, that's it? Rascal Flats. Mm. Yeah. Well, that, I don't like it as much. No. I like the movie Cars, though. Some, some people say it's a really bad Pixar film, but I'm like, oh, it's fine. My kids really liked it. It's for kids. It's fu- Do I have no emotional connections to any Pixar films. So it, Dismiss I, them all. I, I, really, I never watched them until I had kids. Mm. And then I, I liked them, but I, I find now it's, it's very much made for the adults to try and make us cry. Yeah, but it doesn't make me cry. <laughs> So I, I know it. everyone took, like, Up, everyone talked about, yeah. oh, my God, Up, and the first it is, um, and I watched it and was like, oh, dear, that's, and um, Toy Story 3, everyone oh, was like, when they're going oh. to get burned in the incinerator and they hold hands, they, they just give up. It's like the fight or flight, they're like, all right, it's time, yeah, to, it's it's, time to flight. hated that movie. <laughs> See, Inside Out was the one that I was, uh, I watched that. Not long after I had Oliver, my first son, and mm. I watched it on my own. Didn't watch it with him; he was too young. But I was at the at Craig Egan, who runs for the listeners. He runs uh, Adelaide Comedy, and when you used to do it, you don't now, but when you used to do it, you'd stay at his house. He had a room set up, and I remember being in his room, uh, in that room, watching this, missing my family, and crying, and coming out. Going, He's like, "You're right." I'm like, "Oh, I just watched Inside Out. It's so sad." Like, <laughs> the mum just wanted it to be happy all the yeah. time, and uh, yeah. Anyway. Good film. I liked it. Life is a Highway. Good song. Like that too. Yeah. All right. Now, we're moving on. Now, when you said about, I I like the idea of having, okay, this is a live show and the Mm. bands have to do, I think the only band that wouldn't wouldn't worry about following on En Vogue is this band. We're talking Kiss. And this is their song, God Gave Rock and Roll to You. I'm going to start it at the 37 second mark though. Great guitar line. We get it. We get what that song is. So I should say it's called God Gave Rock and Roll to You 2. This is the sequel. Oh. Because this is a cover of a, a by a band called Argent, uh, UK band from the 70s. And so Kiss were asked to 
cover this song for the film Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Right. Yeah, so Steve Vai in the film does the guitar uh, lead break in that, but not on this one. But Steve Vai has that guitar break on his own album. So he's a guitar lead break. And so uh, this song. Now, this is the last song uh, that Eric Carr, the drummer, played on before he died. So he didn't play drums on it, though. He was too – he had uh, cancer. He was too – sick to play drums on it and so mm-hmm. uh they had eric singer who replaced him play drums on it but he is singing or he does a line in in the song as well so they really want it and they dedicated the whole album revenge to eric carr and so this wasn't going to be on the album but because he's on on the song they went, yeah let's put it on the album for him oh. uh he actually eric carr died the same day as freddie mercury oh wow yeah same day and a lot of people are not annoyed, but they're like, Freddie Mercury got all the headlines and Eric Carr was kind of like just a little little bit at the bottom of the paper. Yep. Well, we, he's, he's the drummer. He's the drummer. He's the fox as well. He was the fox. Uh, although this mm. was uh, non-makeup kiss. Remember when they took the makeup off? Oh. When they realised they were 40, 50-year-old men and going to work <laughs> and having to put like clown makeup on? Yeah, but... All the more reason to keep it on, I reckon. <laughs> um, was there? I remember singing this, but changing, but singing "God gave a big nose to you." Was that in the playground in Albury? I'm trying to think. I reckon it was my friends and I did our own parody of this song. But yeah, it's... God gave a big nose to you. Gave a oh. big nose to you. Weird Geraldine um, Hickey right here. Yeah. I also <laughs> changed. This is my story with this song. I also changed the lyrics. Now, when I was uh, older, than 90, older than 11 years old, I was playing in the Tasmanian State Basketball Finals Ooh. for Bernie. We'd gone through the season undefeated in our region. And yep. then in the grand final, we lost to Devonport by three points. Bernie, Devonport <laughs> are rivals as well. They're, they're our Shelbyville. Then we got to the state and we were just the, the kids from Burnie. We didn't have – we had our uniforms, but we didn't have, like, warm-up uniforms. This team from Launceston had their old uniforms. We played them in the semi-final. They had their big, like, photos at the start. And we were like, we beat them so easily. It was great. <gasps> so we, in the final, we were against Devonport. I was, uh, I was the first one off the bench. I was the sixth uh, player on the team, didn't mm-hmm. in, not in the starting five. And in the final, it was the last final – I didn't get to play. The coach only left the same five in. In this time, his son, Zach Griffiths, big shout out to Zach, uh, he got fouled out with six minutes to go, so I was up. We were down by 12. I came on, I score straight away, and then their coach called a timeout. I go on the sidelines and I burst into tears. (gasps) I'm just too anxious. The nerves got to me. I was just like, I can't. I can't do this. The coach is like, are you going to be all right? I'm like, I'm, I'm all right. Look, put me in, put me in, put me in. I'll, I'll keep playing. So in my head, to calm my nerves, I was singing this song. But instead of rock and roll, I changed it to basketball. basketball. So God gave basketball <laughs> to you. So I'm just there. Yeah. Guess what, Jez? We end up winning by six points. Shut it's up. The pr- it's the proudest in six dad- minutes. Yeah. It's the proudest my dad's ever been uh, of me, I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure he's been proud of it, but the most yeah. I've ever seen him excited for it. Uh, after the game, he invited everyone in the team back to our house for a party. So it's a two-hour drive from Launceston to Bernie. We drove that two <laughs> hours. Mum went and got pizzas. We uh, had a big celebration, partied into the night. Oh. It was great. And this song, every time I hear it, I'm like, oh, Undertale Basketball. Basketball to... Oh, what a great, what a great tool. <laughs> yeah. How yeah. old were you? 11 years old. 11, you've yep. identified your emotion, you've learnt how to... I've used music to get through it. young man you were. And I, um, I was playing against Brady Rawlings, who uh, went on to be a absolute legend at the North Melbourne Football Club, my favourite football team. And, wow. uh, yeah, we were always uh, rivals. We were always playing against each other. And he actually, I think he was a better basketball player than footballer. So he should have he kept with the basketball. But, yeah. but there's not as much money. Well, unless you went to a Yeah, in, mm. in the NBA, there's a bit more money. All right. That was Kiss. Now, we're moving on. Look, listeners, I don't know how much more I can talk about this guy. He's been on four of the albums so far. This is his fourth appearance. Pretty much every single song from Hep Fidelity 
got on a 100% hits <laughs> compilation at some point. This is Diesel again with Man Alive. Oh. Sorry, can I just go back? If this was mm-hmm. Anthony Kiedis from Not Chili Papers on this song, he'd be doing loads of sick guy. We'll get to the chorus because the chorus is yeah. it's very catchy. Diesel. He's very good. This is my thing with him. I think he is very good. I think he mm. was just 10 years too late. If he was coming up the same time as like, you know, Cold Chisel, mm. Strain Crawl, that kind of stuff, he would be regarded in that. Re- I mean, he had an amazing career. He still has an amazing career. Yeah. He was like Aria for Best uh, Male Artist, 93, 94, still in work. People know Diesel. They know Mark Lazotte. They know they know all his names, okay? Yeah. But it's just that thing is 92, this kind of stuff is like, is this what people are, like grunge is coming in and yeah. this is kind of a bit too clean for it. Mm. It's Jimmy Barnes' um, their brother-in-laws, aren't brother, they? Yeah. So, mm. um, so Diesel, he, he left, it, left home at 16 to go be a musician. His parents were both musicians but said, don't just – finished school and he was like nah so he went from Perth uh, to Sydney I think and he made it and his dad is now uh, I think his dad lives in Hobart but he um, he's a trumpet player so when he's oh. in Australia he gets his dad to play horns for him and oh, his brothers it's a family band see that's nice yeah I think that's I think look I think Diesel would be a nice do- nice dude I think so too I'd, I reckon I reckon he'd be really happy with his career though Oh, absolutely. I think, yeah, if this is like what I know now at 41 as opposed to what I thought at 23, 24, yeah. you'd be going, oh, if you can do the thing that you do and not have to do anything else, you're winning. Yeah. That's, that's that's the best thing for an artist. Well, I think he's um, – he nailed his t- – like I don't think he – I think too early he would have been um, lost in it all. I you think reckon? he was, yeah. I think ninety one, ninety, you know, in the early nineties, it was, it was Diesel. Like I think, he wouldn't have been on Hey Hey every second week <laughs> if it was, you know, if he had to compete with Cold Chisel and and whatnot, you know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I just it's it's unfortunate for said, artists yeah. like this, artists like this, and Mr Big, where grunge comes in and these guys are absolute dinosaurs off the back of it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's no longevity, but he had longevity, I guess. Well, that's the thing. And also, credit to him, he didn't try and change. He didn't go, all right, that's what's cool now, I'll do that. He kind of went into a bit of soul, but he's always been doing that. He's always been inspired by, like, Marvin Gaye and Sam Cooke and that kind of stuff. So, big big fan here on the podcast. Just, I don't know what more I can say. He's been on four times now. You should have him on as a guest. I, I really should. Yeah. He lives in America, I think. Might oh, be a bit he? hard. Yeah, maybe. Mm. What I'll do. See, my my dream because the last song here's here's something that's going to happen. The last song on uh, volume thirty three is Kylie Minogue's "Better the Devil You Know." Huh. I would l- I would like to do the last one as a live show, and have, and Kylie, have Kylie come out. Don't have to sing it. Just be on. Look, I'd be happy with Danny. Like of the two of them in interviews, I reckon Danny's probably the happen. better. 
Yeah. Like, I, yeah. Well, Kylie now lives in Australia. Let's, people, people listening. Come on. Come on. If you know her, tell her. Tell her I'm not going to make fun of her. I'm a fan. I just want her for the last one. That'd be amazing. It's in about a year's time. All right, let's do it. Let's try. That's what we're going for. All right. Geraldine Hickey. Yes. Now, we call this 100% Hits. Of the nine songs you've heard, what percentage would you classify them as hits? Oh, all right. there's some good – how many were – at least 60%. Yeah, so nine songs. So we, we know that Teen Queen's not a hit. Absolutely no. not. Perfect Place, Voice of the Beehive? No. Nah. Not a hit. It was an album track. That's what it is. Mm. How are we going with uh, Just Take My Heart by Mr. Big? Well, we both said it, it sounds like a follow-up single. It does. Yeah, not a hit. Mm. Radio Freedom. Yeah, give it. that's a hit. That's a hit. Has it? Hit. Hit, absolutely. My loving, absolute hit. Yeah. Life's a highway. Hit, hit, hit. It. God gave rock and roll to you. It's Yeah, it's fine. It's not the best Kiss song. Man Alive. Hit. Hit. I reckon I reckon looking at 66% there. Yeah. Now, f- the lineup for the live show. Okay. Who's who's the opening act? You've got to have a big you've got to have a banger to open. So maybe like is it Diesel to open it? Yeah. Diesel or um Radio Freedom. Radio Freedom. Yeah, just that din 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 that gets people Ooh. in. Great. Yeah. Then you've got to try and hide Okay, then Teen Queens go. All right, that's people will still get find their place. They go, oh, this is fun. Let's talk now. Uh, yeah. Maybe go to the bar, find out where the toilets are. Yeah. Then maybe Richard Marks. Oh yes, yeah. Ballad. Then we'll hide. We'll hide. Voice of the Beehive. Yeah, because that, that kind of flows in from 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 the ballad. Yeah. And good luck following of Richard Marks losers. That's your punishment <laughs> for having a boring song. All right, now we're going to kick it off. Now, now we got we got Life's a Highway. Tom Cochran. Yeah, great. Then we go Mr. Big. Yeah, coming out. Then, uh, well, we got we got Kiss. You you don't want Kiss to close the show? Oh, because oh, they've I... got pyrotechnics. Yeah, let, let's give on Vogue. And then kiss to close the show. No, let's be. Um, let's give on Vogue the the final the headline spot because yep, they've I've suffered got it. enough. And when they have that time for the breakdown, yes, someone from another band comes out and just says, "Time for the breakdown." We get yes, we get uh, Gene Simmons from Kiss to come out and just say, "Time for the time breakdown." For the breakdown. Yeah. And do you know what else would be really cool if um, the um, maybe the the guys from Mr. Big with the could play along with the guitar when they're never gonna get it and yeah. have that guitar at the same time. Well, I reckon Diesel could also do that as well. Yeah. Have him come out. All right, this is great. Can't, what a show. I'm buying tickets. <laughs> We're gonna put on at the tote. <laughs> yeah. All right. Hey, Jez, thank you so much for doing this. People can oh, follow you, you on all the social medias. Yes, they can. Is it um, just uh, Geraldine Hickey? Yeah. Are you doing any shows around? Um, nah. Just huh? I'll, I'll, I'll pop it up on the socials if Great. I am. Um, but, yeah, just just kicking away. Great. Hey, thanks, everyone, who's been giving five-star reviews and leaving reviews on Apple Podcasts. That is great. It always makes it make sure the show's in the top five in terms of uh, – music podcasts in Australia. Also, if you are in Sydney, I'm doing my Don't You Know Who I Am live show this Sunday, so Sunday, July 10, at the Vanguard 1.30. So the lineup is Nina Ayama, Demi Lardner, Alexi Toliopoulos, and Ben Jenkins. It's going to be a good time. And then I follow that up with uh, Modern Contemporary, my show from this year's comedy festivals uh, straight after. So get a ticket at joshua.com.au. Hang around afterwards and uh, for a drink. And, yeah, thank you for listening. Thanks, Jez. Thanks very much for having me. It was fun. Bye. Alrighty.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.